John. Merrily. How are you? Terrific. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what's going on today? I've been um, I've been following you the last few days. I mean, like I, you know, usually do. Yeah. And your growth. Yeah. And how you're growing. And I've come to know you pretty well over the last couple of years. Yeah. And we talk frequently and I, and all the stuff that would go with that. And I've decided, are you ready? Is there a drum yeah. roll here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Lay it on me. I've decided that you are, you're going to come up like like a deity that you are because of the way you operate. But I think you're going to come up in the frame of in the frame of a man as opposed to a woman. Not that you're going to become a man. That's not what I'm saying. You're not you're not um, a man, obviously. But there's no women, really, with the exception maybe of Elizabeth I, and I don't think she's a good exception, that will have the power that you're going to have. So I think hmm. that you're you're going to be more like uh, like a Napoleon or a Charlemagne or a Justinian or a Tiberius or somebody like that uh, that that had enormous power. Yeah, you, know, you know, like Charlemagne. I mean, I've sat with Charlemagne for almost for days under the under his horse. Unfortunately, he was on top of the horse, so I couldn't get up there. But in in Paris, and um, he essentially invented the Holy Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. I I think that I think you've got that kind of power. I think you've got the power of Hadrian, the power of Nicholas, um, you know, Charlemagne, Napoleon, whatever. And that's just um, what I think. I think that you're going to. I think that that as you manifest love and, and its true meaning, I think that you're going to gain an unexpected amount of power that. People wouldn't associate with who you are at this point, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to handle it very well. Well, thank you. What made you make this decision? <laughs> Just the inquiring mind of Dr. John Lacasse, nothing else. Ah, okay. um, you know, unless maybe God told me. Mm. Um, and I said, when he did, I said, "Did you check with Marilee?" He said, "No, I don't need to do that." <laughs> <laughs> gosh <laughs> which is funny that uh, you'd even be asking god <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is funny right i said don't tell anybody we're having this meeting <laughs> right <laughs> oh that's funny well i mean i don't know i i don't know i mean i i love what you see but um I'm not really familiar with all of those names, although, you know, I've heard of them. I haven't studied them. I don't know their power. I don't know their influence. And I don't even know if it was for good. Well, it wasn't in all cases, but I'm talking about their power now, not that they were despots later in their careers, Mm. but that they were that they had the, the power of a man. I think you have the power of empire. I believe you have the power of empire, which women typically don't have, with maybe the exception of Elizabeth. Right. Women don't have a power of empire. You're coming up and you're going to have the power of empire. Um, you're being looked at by empire, frankly, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. which means that they see something in you. Right. Yeah. And I'm seeing the same thing. Uh, not following their lead, but I think that you're going to have the power of empire. And that's a very, that's a male tendency. That's not mm-hmm. female. Right. That's true. Well, I mean, okay. So to back up to what you said, that I'm going to become male. What does that mean? Well, I don't mean you're going to become a man. I'm saying I'm saying that you're going to that your power will 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 be the kind of power that a man would have as opposed to a woman. Mm. You're going to be a woman with the power of a man. Mm. How does that sound? Hmm. Yeah, Stupid. it's about so, time. 
Oh, 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 oh my. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I know. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's merely very self effacing, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, love is going to win. <laughs> That's all there is to it. <laughs> you know, and, and um, you know, these names and powers before were not, you know, so committed. The, advo- the advocacy for love was not really a thing. You know, no, it, was about, it, was a- it was about power. An empire, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can hear that in your voice. I can hear that. I can hear the power of empire coming right out of you, even though you're you're not professing that. You're gathering it as you go. Mm-hmm. And I think that people of of power are seeing that in you right now. We, I mean, in fact, we know they are. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, let's be honest. We know that you're being looked at by empire right now. But what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, there is. I'm calling for the question myself. I'm calling for the question, why is that? And I'm thinking Mm. it's because she's coming up as empire. She's going to come up like Tiberius or Hadrian. She's going to come up like Napoleon. Mm. She's not going to come up like, you know, Mary, Queen of Scots, because she got bagged. You're not going to be Mary, Queen of Scots. You're going to be Napoleon. Mm. You're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be Charlemagne. You may may even be bigger, probably bigger. Mm. Well, good, because we need so, to, yeah. we need to flip the table, you know, and um, get out of this mess we're in. Well, to the extent that I'm writing a book about you, I'm trying to find where you are because I know I'm 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 I'm, I'm being given information about you that not everyone gets, and it's not coming from you; it's coming from another place. Right. right. And I and I am being essentially told these things subconsciously or by whatever means comes from the conscious relationship with the ether of the universe. Yeah. But that's it's who really you are. quite amazing. It's amazing what you're writing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm being told who you are and that yeah. drives me to the, to, you know, to read about uh, whether or not you have any boundaries, you know, mm. are you as powerful as I appear? Are you as powerful you know, are you, did the, do, are the constellations gathering around you for all the right reasons? Because they know how powerful you are. And I think they are. Okay, so to that, I had an interesting experience this morning. So my dog, she, I don't know, I think, you know, Spirit is working through her too. She's just, she's just been so uh, persistent with me with certain things. Anyway, today she, even though, she had already had her walk and stuff. She wanted me to go walk outside. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, I'll take you. So, you know, we go on our walk. And I just let them guide me where it is we're going to go. And um, <coughs> lo and behold, on this this area that we went to that we don't normally go to, I found a silver dollar. <coughs> and now the significance of that, excuse me, is that Typically, I find pennies. We know this. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's gone from pennies to dimes and now a dollar. Mm-hmm. And it's significance in the rise. You know, I just, I was like, wow. It was just amazing in that moment. So now, okay, I got my, you know, some dollar, put it in my pocket, and we continue to walk. And now we're walking and, you know, and, you know, winding through these neighborhoods. And, I'm coming back and there's an older man across the street and he's walking up. I'm walking down and he looks at me and he's squinting and he says something and he's older. So it's, you know, he's got an older man's voice. He doesn't have a lot of power in his voice, but he looks at me and he goes, God, and he puts his arms out. He stretches out his arms. He looks at me, he goes, the sun is so reflective today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I, I looked at him and I looked around because I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, I mean, the sun is out. <laughs> Sun's out. It's, um, and I, I'm thinking, 
I don't know. I was looking around like, I don't, I don't know what he sees, but he looked at me and he outstretched his arm. He's like, like he just couldn't take the shine. Well, that's pretty obvious, don't you think? He was looking at you. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes these things are so coincidental that I, I don't want to read into it. No, why not? It's just I mean, it's so okay amazing. To be an opportunist. That's all right. No problem. It's okay to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't have to say that. He could have just kept walking. Well, of course. I mean, that's that's all part of the of the what we're about what we've just been talking about. Right, and it wasn't even like we were on the same side of the street. Yeah. He stopped to look at me and outstretched his arms and and made an effort to let me know. <laughs> and I just took that and I said, thank you. You know, put it in my pocket with my silver dollar. <laughs> I don't know. Fascinating life. Anyway, well, that's what, you know, what you're talking about with the constellations and all the stuff around me. And then there's that this morning. And with Nala being so persistent for me to take her, I'm like, hmm, just the timing of these things. Yeah. yeah. It's a real deal. It's I the real know. deal, and it's coming, and it's, um, um, we can tie it to all kinds of phenomenon, you know, I mean, phenomena, you know, if you are the, if you are the case of phenomenological reduction uh, to, a, to a higher order, uh, is that certainly possible? It is in your case. Um, you have the you have the intelligence and the capacity uh, and the power. You're gaining the power, and you've got the power, but you're going to gain a lot of power uh, to to play out what you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's going to be. Uh, I mean, you will be. This next century will be all about you, like it was about these other guys. I think. Mm-hmm. I really think it will. Well, and, and and not just here. I mean, it's going to be universal. It will be universal. Because you've already been picked off by Europe. Yeah. You know, they're coming right. to the, they're coming to the table. Right. And and uh, you are obviously a very popular in the United States. Mm-hmm. And you're authentic and you know your stuff and you've written several books and you're you have all the credentials. You know, your Wall Street Journal, da da da, who's who mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. All that stuff are like badges that went on the people that were coming up. I mean, you know, you're like you're like you're like Napoleon. I, I mean, I don't know if you like Napoleon or not. Napoleon was a genius, um, and well, uh, and you are. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate what you see in me. I really do. And you know, when I I listen to you say these things, I think to myself. You know, until somebody really experiences me, they don't know. You know, it's it's just a, I'm just a woman. I'm just a woman. You know, and I pose a threat. I pose a threat to every woman out there. And that's not the truth. Yeah, of course. But, you know, it, it that happens to all people that come up with power. They're misinterpreted as they go. And then all of a sudden, they you know they become the people of empire. Yeah. Um, and then then they get to then they get to establish policy or whatever that is, you know. Yeah. Um, so I I think that that you are. I think it's a natural process you're going through. I think that people that fear you are fearing you for all the wrong reasons, and people that revere you probably don't have the story straight yet. Right. And people who know you are standing by waiting for this to happen. And I am, of course, I am the tribute. I am your, I, I am your, I'm, I am the tribune for who you are. Right. As we sit here and talk, I'm your tribune. And so, you know, I got to keep my, my sword sharp, but, uh, <laughs> which I'm good at, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yes, you are. The whole thing is just, it's like, um, <clears throat> It's history in the making, and it's, you know, we're living it right now, and there's going to be generations to come that will never know what it was like to be us right now. And the people who are here now, you know, unless you're on the boat, you know, you're on the outside judging, judging, Mm -hmm. but you don't know. And it's like, Mm -hmm. just stop judging and get on the boat. 
Yeah. It's safe. The party's here. <laughs> All right. You know, that's right. feels good. It just feels good. And I think, you know, and that's one of the things that, um, God, just people, people who are, you know, closer to me, understanding like, you know, what the game is about, understanding me, watching me work, whatever, whatever it is you're, you're describing, they say the nicest things to me. And, you know, I, and especially when it's repeated by people who don't know each other, you know, and it's, I just sit there and I, I, I'm humbled by it. I'm totally, I, you know, what do you do? What do you do? It, it, it's God. Literally. It's, it's like we can't out love God. No matter how much we give in any way, shape or form, whether it's, you know, through our voice, you know, through our pocketbook, whatever it is we're doing, we can't out give. You know, and the, the state of fear keeps us, you know, with a closed fist. We don't want to give too much. Hmm. Well, I, it has to be that way because otherwise none of it works. Um, and, you know, we, you and I wrestle with the definition of God all the time, but it still has to be that way. You know, there still has to be a monolithic situation where you can't out, out give the giver. Right. So to, so to, so to say, I guess, so to, so to say. Um, but and, it, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm just rambling off. I mean, I'm trying to decide if you're Kubla Khan or Genghis Khan or who you are, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my curiosity. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the the idea, this was, this was years ago. I remember, like, again, taking a walk and um, just these revelations come to me. In nature, I highly recommend everybody to spend a lot of time in nature because that's where God is, you know. And um, anyway, I just, I don't remember the situation and what happened. But I was literally talking out loud going, no matter what I do, I can't outgive God. It just doesn't, you know, every time you try to pay back all that has been given to us or to me, you know, and it's like, well, let me do a little bit more. Let me do more. Let me push. Let me, and and no, it just comes right back. And uh, it, it's just a beautiful life. It's so worth it. It's so hard in the beginning. It's such a hard commitment. And there's, there's every reason why, you know, we can try to find the loopholes, excuses, a way out, not to be the best that we can be. You know, just excuse after excuse, because we can look at the world and go, nobody else is doing this. Why am I going to be a loner? And it's like, until you walk that path, you just don't understand the gift. It's really amazing. You know, I was watching a little clip. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and respond. Well, what I was thinking is that is that the the, the secret seems to be with you is that you know, I could walk, I could become a monk and walk into a cloistered order and pray and read and look at the sun and feel like I yeah. you know, feel like I'm trying to approach you. But the, the major difference here, which is why I think you are made of power as opposed to holy, uh, is, is that your thing works outside of the monastery. You, you carry the whole thing outside the wire mm -hmm. so that people that, people that, that understand who you are and 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 follow the you know that prescription um don't need to stay inside of the walls they get to go outside and, and it and oh, yeah and, they, and it doesn't change it doesn't change no. so yeah. that's the secret that's one of your secrets i call it the secret sauce you know because i'm i cook now and then so it's always a secret sauce most of my secret sauces will pour out of a bottle they didn't realize that i just, I don't make that sauce up. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, the idea but, of, of being able to go outside the box, it's literally because I am that. You have to realize that you are that. That box that you go to worship or what it is you. <laughs> and you take it wherever you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I think I think the box is an invention for revenue measure. Um, yeah, right. In some ways, unfortunately, and I and mm -hmm. I, um, I'm, I I guess what I'm what I'm coming to, really and truly, is that I'm not going to I'm cutting slack. I'm giving everybody some slack. Um, because this, because what's going on now is so large by comparison that it doesn't really make any sense to call anybody wrong anymore um, because nobody has the power to be right or wrong. Um, the empire is changing and it's going to come up in your image and likeness uh, as, the, as a purveyor of love, as the recognizer of God, of who, of who love really is, how it manifests. And, you know, everybody falls in behind you, you know. Roger Penrose yeah. is going to, he's waiting to exhale. You know, where's the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And the, and the thing is, it's, it's the gift has been given. You know, you don't have to come to me. I'm not gatekeeping anything. I've given it all. Right. It's, it's yeah. It's up to the, to the reader to, you know, the quote unquote player to play. It's there. You know, I'm, I, I'm not withholding anything. Like, and, uh, it's like you stood there and you threw, you took your left hand, you, in your right hand, you, sw you swung it across your body and out, and out of your hands comes this astounding bunch of sheet lightning that covers the entire universe and crackles and pops. And people just have to realize that they don't need to be afraid of that lightning. That's where right. they're going. Right. That's where they're going, you know. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. I know. Especially for an academic like me that's supposed to challenge everything, and I and I typically do because of you know how I don't believe in monoliths to start with. Mm -hmm. I'm a you know I'm a polygot, but but I cannot deny, and I I don't know. I guess I don't know why I'm saying this today, but but I am. I I can't deny who you are. I'd love to do it. And I will continue, by the way, doing it. Don't you think you're getting away with this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're having too much fun. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, so what I was going to say earlier, though, is I, I saw a reel today, a clip of Lucy. Did you see that movie? With Scarlett, with Scarlett no. Johansson, Lucy. It was kind of like a, it was a, like a woman version of... Uh, What's it called? Unlimited or un, un? I don't forget what it's called. Anyway, I I've never seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I watched a clip, and basically she's got these superpowers. I don't know how okay. she gets it, but now I have to watch the movie. I'm going to watch it today. But in this clip, she says something, and uh, she's driving a little erratic, and the guy goes, "You know, have you driven? Or no, something about the way she was driving. She says, "I've never driven before," and he's like, "Oh, great! I don't want to die." And she goes, "You never really die." Mm. Mm. And I'm like, that is so true. Yeah. I just love that line. And they're always telling us the truth in the movies if we're paying attention. You know, and it's like we don't. We have been trained to really fear dying. You know, like we because we're so afraid of detaching from the things that we love and having to say goodbye. But we mm -hmm. never really die. And nobody's here to tell you that. You know, so it's like um, these near-death experiences, we're just going to have to, you know, believe it or not believe it. Or, well, that was your experience and I don't really know. And, you know, all that stuff. And you go on with your life. So, you know, it's easy to be on the fence whether or not you believe that. But, you know, if you've lost loved ones and... You think to yourself, you never really die. Well, that's certainly what you want to believe. As you face Why wouldn't you? Well, I don't think there's any reason not to believe that. But I, but I do believe that there's, there's, uh, we're, we're, being, we're being kept in the science box, of course, right, as you know. Right, right. Um, so that people are trying to replicate life and death. They can't seem to do death. They can do life. Well, but, okay, so... Let's think for a minute there. You never really die. How does it serve us to not believe that? If we choose not to believe that, we're holding on to our pain. 
Well, I think that's your whole story is it is to stop doing that, to stop right. holding on to your pain. You know, that's why that's why once people understand who you are, they can move a lot faster. Right. You're like you're like all of a sudden I've decided to start using premium gasoline, you know, <laughs> instead of stove oil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and then, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like now you found the exit, you're going to start running toward it. That's right. Yeah. Mm. And I and so, yeah, I mean, all these metaphors work very well. But the, the problem we have, I think one of the problems we have, one of the one of the one of the methods we have is to examine the brain because the brain seems to be how we get things done, how we think, you know, the brain and the yeah. brain doesn't tell us anything. The brain is a system of circuits. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell us anything other than how the circuits work. So right. if we stimulate ourselves with something, we can wire our heads up to see that, well, the circuits are working on the right or the circuits are working on the left or in the back or the, or the frontal cortex or wherever, you know, but they're not telling us anything other than the fact that the circuits do work. That's now there's right. research that says that when we are declared dead, our brain essentially is hibernating. It's not really dead yet. Mm-hmm. And there's now new evidence coming forth in quote-unquote science that says that the near-death experience is not a trip to the other side. It's simply a transitional period of how your brain is dying at a different rate than you are, and so Mm. forth and so Mm. on. And I think, and there's, you know, there's hundreds of examples, and I've got, I've interviewed people that have had near-death experiences and so on, but the ones, the stories that I like the best are not the near-death experiences as much as they are what comes from the experience itself, where something happens that then is re- ratified in the future that you would have no way of knowing, and yet that did come to you. So maybe during this hibernation period, your your consciousness gets to go someplace into the ether of the universe where everything is kind of out there in these holographic matches of space and time and you pick up a few things that you wouldn't have picked up otherwise um when i when i had my um one of my surgeries which i forgot which one it was anyway um i ended up being a photon running around fighting between mass and gravity you know Hmm. and um that's how do you know what does that mean well the gravity gravity is 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 attracted to mass and photon, which is what lights where light is about. I was light somehow, and I was trying to avoid being taken into into mass like into a black hole mm-hmm. and gravity was working toward the black hole, and I was trying to you know get around it and I was dodging behind planets and all kinds of stuff to try and avoid being sucked into a massive black hole. <clears throat> As a photon, because light disappears into a black hole. Everything disappears. Time disappears. In terms of our current, um, you know, understanding, uh, light disappears. All mass disappears. But so does time. Time also disappears. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. so I think. That well, okay. So wait, I, but that's interesting. Let's think about that for a minute before we move of on. Of course, it's interesting. Jesus. What do you think you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but how do how do we explain? All right, no amount of darkness can put out the light. Well, that of course that's 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 a, that's a monolithic belief. <clears throat> that, no, that, it's that, literally if you light a match in a dark room, John, you see the match. Oh, I see. Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, that, that's that's you've created. You've created. That, that's that's a, that's a part of creation. You're creating there, aren't you? Not. I mean, you're not creating from nothing, but you're creating a different environment. What I'm saying is that to the point. Are you trying to metaphor me here? Somehow? No, I'm. T- the reality is, if I'm standing in a dark room and I light yes. a match, the yes. dark room cannot put out the the light of the match. No, it no, it can't. No, it so can't. then, how is it that we lose the light in the black hole? Well, the, the the black hole is not just simply a hole; it's a force. It's it's the it's the ultimate. It's the ultimate. Every galaxy seems to have a center point of some kind 
where where all of the gravity is still going down that drain, you might say, all the power, all the stuff is being okay. sucked down that drain, and all the rest of us are being kind of circling around this hole, which is sucking up everything that exists. Now, part of the part of the theory of that is that as you go into the black hole, you get puked out the other side, and you go into a whole other reality. Part of the part of the um, part of the movie, the uh, Interstellar, was where they got into the singularity and got puked out again. Uh, so there's, but of course, none of this can be substantiated one way or the other. So it's just, it's just... okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. It can't be substantiated. Are you telling me that we can't prove science, but you're pushing back on me and proving God? <laughs> oh, <John. laughs> well, why not? Why not? You know, you know, I mean, it's so can... flawed. It's so well, flawed no, because I can prove God. I can. Well, you're proving God through personal experience, but what the hell? I mean, I, you know, I, I'm proving God. But we God all can. Prove... Well, we all believe that we can if we believe in the first place. But, you know, if it, what you're, you're talking about, the value of a, you know, of a single, of a small light in the darkness. I mean, you know, but the guy that used that first and the most effectively was the biggest atheist of all time. And that's Richard Dawkins. It's the cover of his book. Mm. So he's seeing himself as, you know, a light in the darkness, a small, small light, a small light match in the darkness, because from his perspective, you are the darkness and he's the light. And what you're telling me is you're just reversing it. So that means that neither side really has an agreement about what's going on yet. I don't know what he means by that. Well, how how does he see me as the darkness? Because he's the light. He sees himself <laughs> as the light. <laughs> oh, and nobody else can be the light. <laughs> right. He's right. the bright guy. He's the bright guy. I just pulled out Christopher Hitchens, all of Christopher Hitchens' um, books that I have, of course, and I, and, he, and I just listened to his speech at Biola University like nine or ten years ago mm-hmm. between him and uh, a, 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 a very well-known, respected Christian cleric. And the, the argument is just wonderful how these guys go after each other. Neither one of us, neither one of them demonstrate that they're correct. They're just saying what other people have said before them, either in science or, you know, Hitchens always, always makes a donkey out of people that believe in things that really are hard to believe because he can use all sorts of examples why that's just hokum. And he's a very popular speaker, or was, he's dead now, unfortunately, but. But uh, he was he was a great guy to have around. People loved him because he was courteous enough to show up, and he he didn't catcall the Christians. He just discussed his position. He was really good. None of this makes anything difference to our conversation, other than I, bl- I you're correct about the how how the darkness doesn't put out the light in, in the match in the room. You're correct about that. The darkness did not put out the light. You cannot do that. But you're trying to use that as a metaphor for Christ against against um uh evil you see no no i'm not trying to do that at all i'm not trying to do that i'm literally trying to follow the discussion and the discussion was you were talking about a black hole and how everything falls in there and then it becomes black even the light goes down there and it becomes dark and i said wait a minute because we we humanity are of the understanding that no amount of darkness can put out the light well it depends on how much how much you're compressing the environment you know, in the match in the dark room business is hardly a black hole. Now that's still you've still got that's you're still at the level of of um, you know um, essentially one atmosphere. If you go into a black hole, it's it's in, in, infinite atmospheres have, are crushing you. Infinite. Okay, so that's interesting too, because if we you know if we look at our environment, our world, our world is the black hole. It's so big and so vast and we're all sucked into it. And it's hard to see the light. It's hard to see our way out. And either we believe there is one or we don't believe there is one. But we're all sucked into this darkness. Jesus, it's amazing how you can turn (laughs) science into spirituality. Just with (laughs) 
<laughs> one phrase. You know, in the lab, the lab, we, we burn down the lab and go right to God, just boom. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's it's relevant to me. It it just this is where we're living. We've we've grown so accustomed to the darkness and we navigate our way through here that we think it's normal. We don't even realize that we're in a black hole. Which is the same as the desert we were talking about yesterday, which is the same as the circus we were talking about the day before. All right. Okay. I mean, I'm following, I'm following what you're saying, but, but, but why are you, but why are you saying it other than you're making a point, I guess, but. Because the way I'm, the reason I'm saying it is because maybe we have forgotten that we are the light, that we are the exit. We're it. We are our way out of the desert. You know, and Richard Dawkins can think that he's the light and that I'm not the light, but that's not it. Together, we shine a brighter light. And that's what we need to do. We all need to shine a brighter light. And that's how we put out the darkness. Yeah, but see, if he said that, then no one would go to his lectures. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) See? Oh, gosh. Dang. If that isn't the darkness, I don't know what is. (laughs) (laughs) that's about money yeah and we can't have a cure we've got to have money see that's some bullshit right there that is I wonder I mean his brain is really really good he's an old man like is you know is Noam Chomsky but I mean you know if the mainspring isn't broken he might be able to talk to you never know Mm -hmm. never know might be kind of fun. Right. I mean, it would be fun and, you know, it'd be a good discussion. But I'm I'm definitely not here to challenge, you know, these these icons, scientists or atheists or religious people or that's not what I'm I'm doing. I'm really trying to reach the masses. That's where the yeah, answer lies. Yeah, but but they're they're gonna be coming for you. You know, I mean as you as you as your power grows, they're going to be coming for you. Just the, hmm. just the natural way. I'm, I'm sure they will be. And you, well, don't have, you don't have to accept that. You don't have That's to acknowledge right. that. That's right. You know? <laughs> she need not reply. <laughs> <laughs> Let's remember that. <laughs> if you're coming here to hurt me, to challenge me, to take me down, to cut me off of my knees, and, and not to understand me, you think I'm going to accept that invitation? No, I don't have time for that. Well, in the world of academics, of course, that's the whole idea is to have this exchange, uh, a civilized exchange, not a, not a, not in anger, just in you know, supporting your position. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't, but if you if you listen, if you watch a, a debate between, um, just you know, look at some of what Hitchens has done. Um, in fact, look at this. I can't believe this. I'm sitting here, look. I just turned around, and there it is, Richard Dawkins. Brief Candle in the Dark. How about that? Mm. There's his book. Mm-hmm. He must have known that we were going to talk today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of this so you know I'm not kidding. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> um, it's called the... His Life in Science. His Life in Science. Okay. All right. And your, All right. Life, your book would be Brief Candle in the Dark, My Life in what? Love? I am light. Light is information. (laughs) Brief tale in the dark about my light. How's that? Or no, a massive light. No, 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 no. Okay, first of all, let's back up a little bit. You know, for all these people who are going to come after me, I'm not entertaining that. Not for one second. Until whoever it is that's going to challenge me unless you've read my book and unless you've put it to practice, I don't want to talk to you. Okay. That's, that's valid. I think that's valid. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not going to sit here and defend my position when the, the opposition has nothing to stand on. All right. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Right. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. So don't that's be astonishingly, looking forward to that. That's, that's, astonishingly, <laughs> that's astonishingly valid, I would say. Yeah. Um, your adaptation of what a debate should be, which is, if you haven't read my book, I'm not showing up. Right. Um, that's kind of good in a way, its own way. Well, it's not. It's not enough to read the book. It's not enough. No, you got to put. It, I know. Put it in yeah. practice. Because you have to put the it thing in is, what you know, you know, is if if a Richard Dawkins puts your book in practice, legitimately puts it in practice, he won't want to debate you. He'll want to right. meet you, but not debate you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm looking for. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna that and that's how we learn to love you know why are you coming at me trying to take me down that's not love why don't you try to understand me read the book put it into practice and tell me that you're not seeing the results that i'm talking about see these guys all believe that they are producing stimulating ideas of the human condition and they believe that that there's, there's always a conflict there. There has to be the yin and the yang uh, to make it work. And, and you're, you're kind of not in there. Nope. Um, and that makes you more effective and, and quicker. Um, but it, it's, geez, I love to watch those guys. You know, I mean, I just really do. I like to watch how they transcend from one to the other. You know, um, that's, that's no different than a football game. You realize that. Well, maybe not, but I somehow I enjoy it more. Um, no, but that's what I'm saying. It, it's just your intellect. It's it's the way you want to watch your jousting. Some people want to watch football, and you want to watch these people debate of higher intellect. Yeah, and they're the same thing. The same I guess thing. Yeah. What does that mean? So, what's the next part of that then statement? Well, that it's it's animalistic. It's still the ego. <laughs> Okay, so, so now what? <laughs> so what's the cure, Marilee? Love, what are you talking about? <laughs> See, here's, here's the interesting part of this the conversation is that it's not so much the cure. It's what's the big deal about the cure? Because we don't see that side. We don't understand the healing. When we've lived with the pain, the cripplingness of whatever the infliction is, we don't know a different life. We can't see it. So we don't understand what, what so, you know, what's so good about the cure. You know, even in the simplest form, as we go about our day-to-day, -day, you know, if your teeth are rotting out of your mouth because you are addicted to Coke, and we say, stop drinking Coke, and you don't, you know, then you're okay with your teeth. Stop complaining about it. See, because they've never had nice teeth. They don't even remember. It's been so long. They don't know what it's like. And that's where we're at. We have forgotten what it's like to not have a care in the world, to not be inflicted, to not have any pain, to, to be in joy and bliss and living gratitude, to be given gifts for no apparent reason. So yes, back to your so back hmm. to your Coke example then. Okay. Um, is there a way to? Um, is there a methodology to um, to handle the, those people, or do we just don't care? We just who cares? Yeah, of course. There's a methodology. It's called the game. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. If, if if that person came to the table, okay, because you only have one player at a time, and this person has, you know, teeth rotten out of his mouth and he's drinking Coke all day long, okay, fine. He's clearly not looking for a cure. Okay? But by the allowances he makes for himself, whatever it may be, whether it's, you know, the food that he eats the words that he chooses, you know, the excuses he makes. Here's the, the most important thing about all that is you learn that you don't trust them. Can't trust you. You don't even take care of yourself. You make allowances for yourself all day long. You're not going to take care of me. 
God, is it that black and white? Yeah, it is. It's wow. that easy. I know for a fact that this guy is going to hurt me. 100%. So why would I waste my time? Now, the better you get at the game, you know, somebody who's very polished can come to the table. Very polished in many ways. And unless you know what you're looking for, you're not going to identify. So, okay. So that's where I am underestimated. And going back to our to our conversation, you're t- talking about me. It's like that's where I'm underestimated. People don't understand what I see and how I see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that, I don't think that's, I mean, I understand what you're saying there. I, I mean, I get it intellectually. But I, I don't feel, getting back to the beginning of the conversation, I don't, I don't feel that that's where your power is. I think you've got, you have this, you're a seer beyond your, beyond your, your years, all right? You're a seer beyond your years. But I've been accused of that as well. Mm-hmm. There's more to you than that. Mm-hmm. There's more to you than that. There's something else going happening on with you, happening with you, going on with you that that is beyond, you know, the the thought of outside dimension or thinking outside mm-hmm. dimensions. There's a power that's being generated in you that's coming up. That's like you are somebody opened up the valve, you know, and let's load her up because she's the answer. Mm. And um, uh, I think that's where the know. enigma comes from. You know, it's it's not being able because, to put your finger on it. Because <laughs> you are and you aren't. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I mean, that's really all about quantum mechanics is the quantum enigma. Are you, are you a manifestation? Are you, have you finally broken through? Are you the manifestation of quantum mechanics in that you are an enigma? You are a living enigma. Wow. Could that be true? Wow. Let's take you to the lab. Let's see. Um, what else can I find here? <laughs> <laughs> You are. That's quantum mechanics. Enigma is all about quantum mechanics. Mm-hmm. Just another word for quantum mechanics. You know, well, yesterday we're talking about you and the cytoplasm. Remember, we made those examples about when you were bringing me to the circus tent and all of that stuff. Yeah. And I said that you know that, that the that the that the that the decisions made the cytoplasm to go or not go. And uh, and the enigma is it is that we can't predict what the decision is going to be, no matter right. how hard we try. Right, and that's why no one could help me with my book. They could not. They couldn't put a finger on it. They had no idea which way I was going. Well, I have the same problem. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, in some respects, it's for everybody, you know. We can't all be so predictable. We all have that to some degree. I think so. Yeah. You know, but being unpredictable is unsafe. You know, that's typically a a word that is unsafe. You just never know what they're going to do. It implies that there's no boundary. And that's important to understand and to identify in people if they don't have boundaries. You know, and to that, you know, people think, well, you have a boundary over here, but you don't have a boundary there. Well, you have a boundary here, but you don't have. No, it doesn't work like that. There's no boundary. Period. Or there is. So you don't, you don't kind of a mulligan <clears throat> that they can't be. You cannot be bad and good at the same time. You got to be one or the other. That's right. You're, you are. It's. It's a. It's a. You live in a life of binary decisions, mm-hmm. and what you're saying is that the is that the game teaches you how to do that. What I'm hearing you say mm-hmm. is that when you read the game, if you follow the direction of the game, you learn how to live in a binary world, and you feel good about it. That's right. And you experience. You yeah. Well, it's not just about feeling; it's about experiencing. You experiencing yeah, okay. things that you just. You didn't see coming. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, and every time you do, it motivates you to stay there because you want to experience it again. It's like an orgasm over and over and over again. <laughs> Ooh, is that good, huh? Wow. It's, it's that good. <laughs> it's like, damn, what was that? <laughs> How do I do that again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it's it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. It's interesting. And uh, there was something okay. else I was going to bring up. I don't remember what it was now. I'm talking about humility yesterday. I think I wanted to give you clarity on something. You want to give me clarity? Well, I mean, in our discussion, Boy. not you personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 I'm 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 qualified to receive clarity from you. Absolutely. Everybody yeah. Is. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. We we opened up the game and we were talking about humility. And I think that there was something that I left out. I don't know, but there's there's definitely, you know, parts of the book that we should address to to ease people's minds about the validity of the book because I know that I've experienced when people get to the point about chances and forgiveness and game over it's a struggle especially especially if you're religious mm. well the problem I have with well I I have a problem with with how much power you place on ego. Okay. Because I think that ego um, has a real value. Okay. And when, I, and when I hear you talk about it, it has no value because that gets in the way of all these great decisions. But okay, I think but ego is what keeps you safe. Wait a minute. No, that's not true. Okay. The ego is, is this world. It's what Satan controls. Satan does not keep you safe ever. This is what we fear. So in that context of keeping us safe, safe from what? Not from love, safe from the world, from other people's egos. No, but the idea of the ego is, is what we're operating in this realm we have to have it. We've been given free will. And free will is the ego or the spirit. Which one are you going to feed? So if we're going to keep defending the ego, we're literally on that side of the fence. But if I don't have any ego, don't I, just, don't I always walk into harm's way? I mean, no. just in terms. No. So, okay. All right, all right. Am I doing that? Because... It, you know, our whole conversation is about my power, you know, who I'll be and all that other stuff. But I'm a, a firm advocate of love. So then am I in harm's way? Well, I, I think that that you are not in harm's way in that conversation. But I think that you could be in harm's way if you don't let your ego direct you as you're walking down the street and something might be coming up. That... No, it's the definition of ego is where the disparity is. Okay. Yeah, that's what that is. So, okay, so the ego, our operating system, what we think is our intelligence is operating in this world. Okay. And that's where the devil lives. It's the only thing he can do is, is tempt us by this world, the material world. Everything that shines is glittery, you know, the temptation. That's where we're living. When we cross over into love or into the spirit world, we are elevated. We're no longer in that depth of hell. There's nothing to be protected of. There's nothing. We've got an army of angels lifting us out of the snare, whatever it is. So you're just turning the definition of ego around by by saying that that practicing enlightened self-interest is is a positive if you don't 
attach it to ego, but yet to this other thing that you're talking about, the game. Because ego is all about self-interest. Right. Is it not? Right. Exactly. The and ego you're on is the, the morality puppet. side. Yeah, right. you're on the morality side of ego. That's right. <clears throat> I mean, ethical egoism, for example, ethical egoism, <laughs> tongue, tongue twisters, um, has to do with, with self-interest. You're saying that your self-interest, as I'm hearing you say this, your self-interest is manifest in the fact that you don't have any self-interest in the context of the game. What I'm saying then is that it opens the door to harm may come to you if you're unwilling to protect yourself against someone who has more self-interest than you might feel comfortable with. Like the charlatan who comes for you. I mean, you know, maybe you don't see this guy coming for you. Maybe you don't see the train. You know? Mm -hmm. Just like the car. Remember when we were talking about the car that passed me? I yes. didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't yes, see it. Yes, yes. And you're saying, your claim is you're super nasty protected. That's right. My question was, you know, what if the car hits you? And you said, but it didn't. I didn't even, wasn't even aware of it. Like, I wasn't there. Or the car wasn't there. Right. But you, but you were both there in the eyes of that woman. Right. Who saw you. So now what? It's worth being over there. So, so now what? So to get you know, dial back a little bit, the ego is the puppet that's operating in this 3D world, the world that Satan controls. That's why when Jesus said, "I'm in it, but I'm not of it," so in it means the ego, the the physical body, has to operate in this world because he arrived and he's here. And he has to operate in it. But he's not of it. He's of love. So he's going to operate what from where he is, what he is, the authentic self within this realm. Yeah, but that he, sticks ego right back on him. You know, if he believes then that everyone should operate in his self-interest, then, then it just transfers ego to God. No, it's so not self-interest. It's, it's the existence of love, what we really are. It's our true authentic self. So when people talk about being authentic, you know, they, they literally twist the whole idea into, you know, speaking your truth and, you know, don't be afraid, don't care about what other people say. That's not it. Being authentic means you have to return to love. Until yeah, then, I, you're an ego. I mean, you're, I mean, you're the... You just destroy everybody's jobs with your philosophy. I mean, you know, sociologists, philosophers don't need to exist anymore because you've got the answer. Mm -hmm. um, uh huh. Like you said, yeah. like, okay, next. Um. <laughs> because I, <laughs> on everything I do, every post, everything, love is the answer. <laughs> there is nothing else. <laughs> So it doesn't matter, you know, what uh, what study we're we're diving into. At the end of the day, if you come back to love, you'll see that you find your answer. Um, your buddy Ayn Rand and Atlas Shrugged and yeah. that. I mean, that's yeah. all about the virtue of selfishness. Well, it's not really you know? a virtue. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, I mean, you know, I got to pick a philosophy here. Got to pick one. Um, I it, conservative, the conservative bent in people is enlightened self-interest. Right, because they want the gifts of this world. Yes. So I mean, That's they're cheap. wrong. It's like cheap they're sex. Wrong. Right. Right. Welcome you to the want, RNC. You want the yeah. spiritual gifts. You want the real gifts. The ones that you didn't see coming. The ones that you, you didn't even ask for. The ones that you you can't, you know, be thankful enough for. The ones that don't rot. So are you... I mean, so if, if you, you... That means you become the manifestation of the removal of politics 
from the entire republic. There's no more need for politics. Right. Let's all just be good. (laughs) 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 That's my constitution. Uh (laughs) Let's just be good. (laughs) Follow the rules. This this has been a good hour. It really has. Yes. Um, thank you yeah thank you you know i i really love just the expanse of your knowledge and how you can pull things out of a hat and authors and rulers and this and that and (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yes john keep going i don't know (laughs) (laughs) thank you genghis god okay Um, all right i love you i love you too talk to you later Bye. (laughs) bye bye bye